You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. What's going on, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside the Straight Up Saints Podcast. It's your host, Chris Rosvoglu. Make sure to follow me, as always, on Twitter, at Rosvoglu Report, on Instagram, at Saints underscore Straight Up, and on Facebook, at Straight Up Saints. Now, this is an important episode, and it's not just an important episode because I'm telling you it and because I want you guys to listen to the podcast, but the reality is we are in a tough situation. I mean, 2020 has been the year from hell, and... It only got worse if you're a Saints fan, of course, because of what Drew Brees said with his comments that he would never agree with someone disrespecting the flag. And before you sit here and say, oh, brother, here we go again on this topic, I've had enough. I think it's important to remember why these comments are taking, taken as insensitive and why they're seemingly out of touch, tone deaf, whatever word you want to use to describe them. And this does not mean that Drew Brees is a bad guy. And for this episode, Brian Bienemy from Sports Overtime is going to hop on the show to give his takes, his stance on everything revolving this topic. And Brian really does um, offer some enlightenment for people who do need it. And, and the way he talks about certain things, I can't personally explain because I haven't been through his situation, but to have him on and speak that way, it just really means a lot, and I appreciate him coming on. But before I get to that, guys, you have to understand, no one, and I mean no one, is sitting here calling Drew Brees a bad guy. No one is saying Drew Brees is even racist. And if you think that someone's saying that, then please, frankly, just stop listening to them because they're just going a little bit overboard. What people are asking Drew is to simply listen and hear people out. And I know it's hard to do. And he's a 41-year-old guy who, you know, he's made a lot of money. He's accomplished so much. And I know the easy reaction is to say, well, what have you done that you're going to pick on Drew? Look, Drew is a, a great man. And I'm not sitting here and saying, you know, oh, well, we should condemn the guy and that's it. But Drew is a smart guy. So that's why it comes off as disappointing when he completely misses the mark on the topic of this magnitude. And it's disappointing because Drew knows and has been told what the protest is about. And yet he still makes it about the flag, still makes it about the military. And I'm a person who, you know, I believe that everyone has their beliefs. I totally believe that. But I also believe that we should respect other people's beliefs, and I think that's important. And while no one is telling Drew to kneel, and I will never sit here and and stay on this podcast or write on Twitter that, man, Drew Brees needs to kneel during the national anthem. I'm never going to say that. What I will say, though, is you need to be okay with why they're protesting. Maybe you don't have to agree with how they're doing it, but you have to accept why they're doing it. And I think that's important. And if you can do that, and if you can accept that, and you can hear them out— then all of a sudden, that conversation turns into an understanding. And that's the only way someone's going to get through a topic like this and someone's going to get through an issue like this that has been plaguing the world for years. You have to just hear people out. We're all quick to talk. I'm quick to talk. I mean, you guys see me on Twitter. I don't stop freaking talking. But at some times, just stop, hear what someone else has to say, and then make your own judgment, but at least respect what they have to say. And I think Drew's going to do that. And I think... Before we get into this conversation real quick with Brian and talk about Breeze, his apology, how people are reacting to it, I think it is important to note that at this point in time, I do believe he's listening and I do believe that he's sincere with his apology. And I think that the backlash, in a sense, though, might actually be a good thing because if, if, if no one pushes you back on something that's controversial or something that's offensive, then, man, you're just going to keep doing it over and over again, and more people will get offended, and more people are going to be like, man, this guy's just never going to change. But if you can push back and you can get someone to realize how much weight their, their words hold, 
then maybe we can get somewhere. And I think it's going to be interesting. And I'm not, and I'm going to repeat this one more time for you guys listening. I am not here to disrespect Drew Brees, and I'm not here to say he's a bad guy. What I'm here to say is that the guy did for once in his life, or maybe twice, if you want to say this is the second time he's he said something controversial on this topic, he's missed the mark. And because we hold him to such a high standard and because he, we have seen him do so much good in this world, you just expect a little more, and that's the reality of this situation. But without further ado, let's get into this interview with Brian Bienemy of Sports Overtime on WBOK Radio. Now, my first question for you, Brian, I want to talk about the first thing um, and the main thing here, Drew Brees' initial comments with, you know, never agreeing and with someone who disrespects the flag. And a lot of people can't understand how it's hurtful. And I came out and I said, here's why. It's hurtful because of this. Um, because you're not taking other people's thoughts into consideration. You're not realizing that other people, you know, may have had grandparents that went to war and came back and didn't get a hero's welcome. They were back to a situation that wasn't ideal and people came back. I mean, they said, I'm conforming to what everyone wants. I want him to bend the knee. And it's not about that, but how can you personally put it into words and explain to people why those comments were seen as tone deaf and insensitive? Well, I, I think the easiest way to do this is I'm going to take a book from, you know, the movie A Time to Kill with Matthew McConaughey, Samuel Jackson, Sandra Bullock. And it's the idea of when Samuel basically gives Jake and, and you know, or gives Matthew McConaughey the formula to winning a case in which he really had no business winning, he basically told him, you have to be my eyes. You have to basically put yourself in my shoes and, and tell the world what would you do as a white man if someone raped your daughter. This is the exact same thing that we can tell people like Drew Brees, like those who are out there that say, you know what, we just don't get it. We don't understand why is everybody up in arms. It's very simple. If you yourself can, can think and say to yourself that I would not mind changing places with a black man, if you can't say that in all honesty, that should tell you that it's not cool what's going on. And it's really that simple. If you don't want to trade places with me, no matter what my financial status is, no matter what my you know, socioeconomic status is, if you're not willing to trade places with me, then that tells you the privilege that you have. And I think that's the easiest way to explain it. You know, I guess maybe it's this. It's maybe it's the idea of if you don't ever have to be confronted with something, then it's not necessarily, you know, a right, it's a privilege. You, if you never have to worry about the police pulling you over, uh, you know, and you getting nervous or getting shocked because of that, then you definitely don't want to trade places with the black man because we go through that daily. And I think that's the most important way to explain this. Just would you trade places with the person that you're looking at? Would you trade places with that person? Absolutely. And if the answer is no, then there you have it. And I think what I'm going to put this out there, and I think I could speak for both of us on this. You know, I, I see what you put on Twitter all the time, and neither one of us is going to sit here and say Drew Brees is racist or um, that's how he feels towards a certain group of people. What we're just saying is Drew Brees lives life in a bubble, per se, and I think he has the the luxury of not having to worry about those situations. And I think what I loved about what other Saints players did, um, and, and to put, point, pinpoint two of them, Marshawn Lattimore and Michael Thomas, that video um, that they put out last night, if that doesn't hit home where someone says, you know, what if it was Michael Thomas that was in that place that was, you know, a victim of police brutality? How would people feel about it? How would a Drew Brees feel about it to know someone that you share such a close bond with is gone now over something that should have never happened? So I think that's important. But... I want to look at Drew Brees' apology here. I don't want to talk so much about his statement because for me, anytime I see something like that, it seems like a, a PR move. But what do you think about the apology video and the way it was perceived by his teammates? Uh, well, I'll say this. I, I have a very different perspective than his teammates 
And even with them coming out and basically saying we accept, I still think it's kind of hard to put the genie back in the bottle, if you will. It's kind of hard to, to talk, kind of erase Drew's earlier statements and take a look at his, his second statements because Drew Brees did grow up in a bubble. He did grow up affluently. So, you know, for him, he's never had to know it, although you've been around it your entire life. You know, this is not the first time Drew Brees has played with black players. It, it, he's been around them since his TV football days. So you may not have been able to understand when you were five, six, seven years old. You may not have been able to understand when you were 16. But as a 41-year-old man, you damn sure understand. And it doesn't even have to come to the idea of race. It's just the idea of humanity. We all watched a man be basically choked out in front of us at the hands of law enforcement while the law enforcement officer was casually, you know, kneeling on his neck and had his hands in his pocket, you know, understanding that there's no threat this guy's going to do me anything. I'm doing this because I want to. And, by the way, I've had a, you know, a past history with him. So this is just lanyap to me. We all watch that happen. So it doesn't, make, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Muslim, or, 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 or Christian. It doesn't matter about any of that at this point. We watch a human being basically be executed. At that point, it doesn't matter who you are. You have to say something. And Drew Brees kind of chose to not, or at least not, 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 I guess, willfully say, I don't understand. And I think that's the problem because we all know Drew to be smarter than that. Yeah, so I want to ask you about something that people are wondering. It's it's whether or not Drew Brees is playing the politician side of this because if you see the comments now, now that he's come out and he's apologized and he said that he hasn't done enough for the, you know, the black community, I see a bunch of people who I'm not here to get into their political taste and all that, but oh my god, they're going after him and saying, you know, you're bending the knee, you're just giving in to people. Um how much do you think the fan base that he has, especially the ones that are you know extremely you know southern in the sense that they are thinking way back into the 40s and 50s and that mindset is just very old um how much do you think him changing his mind could possibly impact people like that or are we looking at them as just ignorant to the cause and they're just not going to be able to help out that's just what it is let's call it what it is if you are a 60 year old white male that's a fan of drew Brees, then chances are you're going to view the world that way. You're going to look at Drew Brees and say, you know what, you're bowing down, you're giving in. Because that, the time in which you lived in, you, and, and, and now throughout that time period that of you having your life, you've benefited from a privilege that other people will never understand. The color of your skin simply got you things that most people would never get. And that's why you're never going to change that mindset. We're talking about Drew Brees at 41, an intelligent, thoughtful, you know, uh, charismatic, a leader amongst men couldn't get it. Are we really going to sit here and say a 60 year old white male who's kind of, you know, who, who's deep in his, his, his ways is going to change his way of thinking simply because I doubt that very seriously. So I think those fans are just too far gone. And I think those people are too far gone to, to want to, I guess, be a part of the change that's taking place right now. Yeah, that's definitely fair. So how about the other side of things, the side where, you know, fans are chanting, you know, F Drew Brees, fans are burning jerseys. Um, Obviously, people are hurt. Like, that's the best way to put it. People are hurt with those comments. What do you think about that, though? Do you think that was a little too extreme, or are you understanding where that comes from? No, I actually do. I'm not going to say that I would have done it, but I definitely understand. So it's not something I condone. It's not something that I say don't do, but it's something that I definitely understand simply from a standpoint of, and I'll say this tongue-in-cheek, but it's actually a real thing when it was said. There were many people that would call Drew Brees a black quarterback, although we all understand he was white because he simply behaved himself in a manner of which he understood the black community. Now, we found out differently. And because we found out differently, 
it, it's hurtful because it's almost like, you know, you, you're watching somebody that you feel like you have a close personal relationship with basically turn their back on you. So the anger and the angst that you feel from that moment, it's just humans being humans and say, you know what? Okay, well, F this guy. If you don't want to, if you don't want to understand my pain, then you know what? Forget you. And I think what's really going to come up this is that I think there are going to be some people that are going to basically look at it this way. I am a Saints fan. I have been a Saints fan before Drew Brees. I will be a Saints fan after Drew Brees. I appreciate what he's done. But the minute that you walk out the door, adios, see you later, and I don't give a, you know, a good guy whatever you do from that point on. Yeah, no, I, I think that's definitely fair. And I think the only way, you know, everyone mends this issue is if Drew actually takes action, which I want to ask you about in a little bit. First off, though, I want to ask you about the players circling the Saints on their schedule and saying, you know what, we're pinpointing this game. We're looking at this one. Um, do you think, though, it's a little hypocritical in the sense that if we go through a lot of these teams, especially the quarterback position, I'm pretty sure we're going to find a lot of players that share similar vi- uh, viewpoints as Drew. For example, we know who Tom Brady used to golf with, but nobody's really mentioning that right now. And then yesterday, the texts come out where Jake Fromm's literally using the term elite white. And while there was outrage, I feel like it wasn't enough outrage compared to that. And this isn't to get Drew off the hook. Drew deserves criticism. Uh, but what do you feel about those players right now basically you know, throwing rocks while they're living in a glass house? I would say this, and I'll speak specifically to the defensive players because offensively, there's nothing you can do. But defensive players that have circled it and pinned it and want to say, you know, can't wait to see this game, which is basically what you're saying, because I want to come after Drew Brees. Number one, the Saints have one hell of an offensive line. That's not an easy task even before you felt like you needed extra motivation. Number two, hell has no theory like Petty Sean Payton. So you might want to be very careful trying to pin your little things out there and put them on Twitter for public consumption, and Sean Payton sees that because we're talking about a guy that ran up the score on the Indianapolis Colts simply because Tony Dungy said Jim Caldwell should have won the Super Bowl over him. That was a message that was sent. We're talking about a guy that went to Buffalo and basically ran the ball 24 straight times just because he could. And we're also talking about a guy that was in Cincinnati and ran up the score and didn't care. Or, as we all know about the, the infamous Rams game when he saw Greg Williams, they're up by 30 and he's running a rever- uh, double reverse pass to Willie Sneed. I'm sorry. We're talking about Petty Sean Payton. Do not upset that man because he will drop a 50-burger on your neck and not bother about it. Yeah, look, I, that, that's the way I was looking. So I, I saw Trayvon Mullen put something out, and I'm like, you know what? He's a young cornerback. That could be a mistake because at the end of the day, yeah, Drew Brees is throwing the football, and you want to get after him, but you're lined up against Michael Thomas, uh, so that could be an issue here. Now, what do we think about the Saints going into week one? I, I know this is like it's a prediction that doesn't have to do with the game, but do you think we're going to see the team kneel for the anthem and everyone get behind this? What do you think they can do to show their support? I, I'm, I'm not really sure about the kneeling just yet. I'm not really sure what method of protest people are going to take. But I would say, because it's such a long ways away, we're now in mid-June or early June. We haven't even made it to you know training camp just yet. And we're thinking about whether or not they're going to kneel during the protest. I'm sorry, kneel during the anthem for, for actual games, which is you know, starting, what, September-ish? Uh, so I don't necessarily – I can't say that they will. I don't think that this issue is going to go away anytime soon, especially because there's still a trial that has to take place for the guys that, you know, uh, that murdered George Floyd. So I don't think it's going away. So I do think it's possible guys will kneel for the anthem or, or during the flag, God bless America. I think the NFL, if they're smart, they become proactive instead of reactive, which is what they've always done. If the NFL is smart, this is the year that you say, you know what, there will be no anthem. The guys are just going to take the field and we're going to roll the balls out and let's go. If the NFL is smart, if you want to get rid of the distraction, because there's one guy that's in D.C., that's going to use that for fuel in his propaganda piece, 
and he's going to say, here we are again. This is going to be my platform. Let me, you know, rile up the people that I know are going to take aim at this. And he's going to try to put public pressure on the NFL once again. NFL is smart. You get away with that. Yeah, look, that, that's actually an interesting take. I, I didn't even think of that. I was just wondering, you know, if we'll see, like when we saw the Saints go to London, is every team just going to be in unity? Because it's like, you know what? We see what he's trying to do. He's trying to divide people. We're going to be one. But that would be an interesting take. How about for Drew? Um, I, I think we can almost agree that at least for this particular moment, the last day and a half, it sounds like he's been listening. But it's not just about listening, and it's not about a statement on Instagram. That's not going to do uh, enough to to make, you know, to, to play a part in this and, and helping the fight against social injustice. So for you personally, what do you think Drew needs to do or what can he do to show, one, that he will be an ally, and two, that he's actually listening to his teammates and taking those words and putting them into action? I'll be honest. It's not going to be easy. And I understand that people think he can just throw money at the problem or now he can kind of show his face at certain community events. I don't think it's going to take that because I think what the problem with Drew's comment was never necessarily, you know, the idea that, he didn't speak on a, a specific topic. It's the idea that he took it in the direction that it didn't have to go. And I, what I mean by that is, for all your listeners, it's the idea of, one, nobody actually brought the flag and the anthem actually into what Drew was saying. And, I, and in regards to, I know the question was asked, what are people going to do during the protest? Drew took it upon himself to take out everything else that was going on and why the question was asked to him and made it personal. And the problem when you make something personal is you speak with passion. And because you spoke with so much passion, and no matter when he speaks of the anthem, the flag, God, country, he speaks so passionately that if you cannot match that when you're speaking about issues that, that we're concerned about, the murders of George Floyd, the, 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 uh, the numerous amount of death at the hand from the police, you know, of African-Americans in general, if you don't speak as passionately about that, then you're basically wasting everybody else's time because we're not only paying attention to your words, we are paying attention to your actions. And that is an action. When you speak, that's an action. Not, 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 a, not, not a quote that he gave to a, ma a magazine through an email. He spoke words, and you can hear his passion. You can see his eyes light up. If he can't do that when he's speaking on African-American issues, then Drew's going to lose a bunch of people because they're going to consider him a phony. They're going to consider him a politician that's only saying what he has to say to get by which is how he's been perceived thus far. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I think people who think this is a one-month fix, you're out of your mind. This might be years. But Drew's going to have to be consistent with the way he supports other causes every single chance he gets, fight for social injustice and make sure that we put an end to this. Now, before I let you go, Brian, uh, I know this is going to affect the uh, stick-to-sports crowd that loves to just throw that opinion out there, which I can't stand. Um, but I want to ask you personally about what's going on in this country, um, and we're not going to stick to sports here real quick. Change needs to be made. Anyone who doesn't think change needs to be made is either delusional or clearly they're just showing where they stand on something like this. So for you personally, when it comes to the way, you know, police stations are run and, and how officers are, are trained and stuff like that, do you think it's something where we go down and we have to go through and scrub through everything and find out background checks, have better training? Do you think it's that easy? Like, what do we have to do to make sure that this just doesn't happen anymore? Because it's getting absolutely infuriating for people who and look I'm a young guy I'm still you know in my early 20s and for me I'm sitting here and every single day I'm frustrated I can only imagine how frustrated you guys are so what do we need to do to fix this I can honestly tell you it's not going to be a quick fix and I don't mean when I say quick fix I don't mean like within a year or two I don't think quick fix in within 10 years I think it's going to take a generational leap now what we are seeing right now is we're seeing you know young white Hispanic Asian, 
uh, of, of Middle Eastern descent. We're seeing the world right now rally behind black people like we've never seen before. Unfortunately, the one thing we cannot change is we cannot change how people raise their children. And we, earlier we talked about, you know, the older white males that are older white people in general that kind of feel like Drew is caving in. Well, you can't change that. But you have to remember that those people actually had children and their children possibly had children, which is what basically what I'm saying is you're passing hate down. So the only way to correct hate is to teach love. And you have to teach love to children because they're the most innocent people that we have. They don't have, they don't have biases of gender. They don't have biases of race. So I think at that moment, that's the first step that we have to do. But in order for you to change a child, you have to change the person. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. I hope that it happens. I pray that it happens. I can't necessarily say that it will. And that's the only way to affect change. They can make laws, but people don't have to abide by them. You know, they, they can, you know, they can defund the police, which is something that I've heard. And okay, you're just going to pick, you know, you're going to basically tick off a bunch of cops who are already at, at within. And unfortunately, there's not a psychological test that you can't lie to pass. So it's not like we can sit down and say, well, this guy has Nazi tendencies, so we're not going to hire him. I don't think that's the case at all. I really think it's a situation to where, uh, you know, I, I just think this is not going to be an easy fix. But I, I think in this case, for the first time in a probably a very long time, the country is starting to see maybe that, that woke mentality that, you know what, something has to change because what we just watched is not good. Yeah, I, I, you see the shift, and even if we're not going to get to that change yet, there's definitely, like you said, a shift, and it's on the younger generation to somehow uh, continue to spark this change. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to come on, as always, man. I, I look forward to hearing what you and Nader have to say uh, on Sports Overtime this Tuesday and Thursday, but thank you so much, man. Um, and I, I really appreciate having someone who's not just going to sit here and say, well, you know, number nine's our guy. We got to give in to whatever he says. Like, I, I really do appreciate the fact that you're willing to, to go on that stance, and it's something that you believe in, uh, and I, I just really appreciate it, man. Not a problem at all, brother. You already know. Anytime you need me, I'm going to call away. Absolutely. Take care, Brian. Take care, bud. Once again, that was Brian Bienemy from Sports Overtime on WBOK Radio. Um, him and Nader have a fantastic show when it comes down to guests, when it comes down to topics, and they don't just stick to sports, and I think that's important. I've told a lot of people, when you tell someone who sticks to sports, you're basically just saying, serve this purpose for me. And I just don't think that's fair. Now, look, while the majority of everything you're going to listen to is going to be sports related and specifically for this show, especially you're listening to something that's revolving around Drew Brees. So in a sense, it's still sports related. And I just think when topics are this big, you just can't ignore them. Um, and that's why I felt the need to come out here and have this episode and also have Brian on because I think Brian, um, and, and, I, and I mean this in a great way. Brian is controversial because he's not afraid to go on a very bold take or take the really tough, hard road and just stand there and take the heat. And he takes it and he deals with it. And I really appreciate him coming on. He's been on here multiple times. I look forward to having him on once again for the podcast. But anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of the Straight Up Saints podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review or just five stars if you want. Either one is really appreciated during these times. I hope everyone stays safe. I hope you're having some type of fun in this summer. I mean, 2020 has been brutal. Um, and most importantly, if you can, make the world a better place.